Welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast, brought to you by OnX. I'm Brody Swisher, and in the office today, I've got two of my boys, Rimbo and Easton. How you fellas doing today? Pretty good. Good. We're going to jump into conversation. We're talking about OnX hiking and humping through the trails. We're talking about chickens here on the farm. We've got lots of conversation. We're going to even give some feedback of some of the stuff that's been coming through here recently, some comments that have been made regarding previous content and podcasts. Let's get started. All right, fellas, we're going to get rolling with another podcast episode. I've got these two guys in here, and really, we're just catching up on life in general. It's been a few weeks, maybe a month since I've had these guys in. Easton, it's been probably a lot longer than that since you've been in here just because you are always on the go. And we we do call you what? The the manager. Easton gets to be, or, or likes to think he is, I should say, the manager. He's always setting stuff up, getting stuff rolled out on this podcast gear here in the office, and so always appreciate what he does. He's a great dude. He's my chicken man. We're going to talk more about chickens today. He, he's a daggum chicken farmer, aren't you, buddy? Yes, sir. What all do you have out there for chickens? I don't even know what kinds you have. Do you even know what kind of chickens you have out there? I know most of them. What are they? Give me some brands. What are what do you call them? Species Ooh. or brands? What kind of brand of chicken you got? Well, we got Rhode Island Red. We got Bard Rock, Easter Egg Rooster, uh, Buff Orpington, um, either Golden Comets or Cinnamon Queens or something. That and sounds like a, that sounds like corn on the cobs. Silver Queen, uh, Cinnamon Queens, Silver Queen. All right, like go ahead. Black Sex Links. So. Heck yeah! So you got a variety pack out there. I hate the rooster. The rooster is the one I always want to smack with a whatever I got in my hand at the time. He's just a mean, mean rooster, and uh. He's not mean to us. He, uh, he's well, he, he shoot say that that sucker he's mean to the ladies out there he's mean to them hens or either mean or nice i don't know what you call it but he likes the ladies but always on the porch is the problem um always up in our business trying to eat dog food off the porch cat food i don't know i just he drives me nuts he's he's a just an ornery old sucker but we're going to talk more about chickens today because we do have easton the chicken guru in here we'll talk about some chicken mishaps we've had uh, but we're also going to talk about a hiking trip real quickly. We went on the other day. We went through some uh, public ground that we like to play on, just a recreational area that we like to play on, hunt, hang out, camp, hike, do all the stuff. And, you know, again, we talk about OnX all the time being uh, a partner for us and, and a, a tool that we use all the time. And, Rimbo, you were on the hiking trip the other day. We used OnX that day, did we not? Yes, sir. Do you remember how – we used it. We were doing a pretty simple hike, maybe about four miles is all we're really going to do on this particular hike. But what did we find when we thought we were halfway through the trail? What do you remember us finding when we thought, okay, we halfway there, it's time to go back up this other trail? What did we come across that, that kind of blew up everything? We uh, saw a trail that was like all brushed up and there was weeds so tall and yeah. branches everywhere. It was grown up, grown in, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Trees down, yeah, treetops down all across it. So, yeah, we get to this spot, and we're, like I said, we look at it on OnX, and we, we navigate it out, figure it out to be three to four miles, and uh, just a beautiful thing. But we get down to the trail. We think, hey, we're, we're halfway home. We're now we're going to loop around and, and roll back up to the truck on this north trail. 
And we get down there, we see this trail and the little marker for it. But we look up at man, it does not look like a trail. Like Remy said, it was all grown in, treetops down, grass grown up. It was nasty. It was ugly. And, and we were in some tick-infested country. And I knew good and well we did not need to be humping it up through all that stuff. And so we gave it a little bit of a look, hoping maybe it would open up further up the trail. Uh, it did not. It got worse. Like I said, when we got 100 yards up the trail, we saw treetops down. We saw just just nasty. It had been decommissioned. It was no longer in a working trail, and so we backed out, thought, not doing it. But we took on X, and we realized, hey, we can go back the way we came in. There's another loop around. We can take a longer loop around. That's probably what we needed to be on in the first place. Uh, but anyway, just a great tool. Again, like I said, we, we use Onyx all the time just to be able to navigate. And that particular day, we saw uh, and confirmed what we, what we were looking at, scouting out. Uh, we confirmed that we had another trail option. We were able to confirm the distance of all those to uh, find the shortest route. And, man, it's all done right there in the palm of your hand. And it's uh, modern technology. I tell people all the time, don't don't get so caught up in the stuff you've got in your phone. I know kids, you my, my kids, these guys, not these two, they don't have phones, but um, older kids and, and all of us are guilty of relying so much on a smartphone. It's got everything we need there. It's a calculator for school. It's got mapping software for us as hunting, uh, navigating across the country. But don't get so caught up and so relying on that tool that you blow off woodsmanship, man. We need to be able to do that. That's kind of what we were talking about the other day uh, with directions and stuff. Even if we didn't have that that smartphone, Remy, you need to know how to hike and how to get back out, right? Without having a map in your hand, you need to be able to look and say, hey, here's north, south, east, west. We came in this way, and we need to go back out this way. And uh, where was the truck parked and all those things? you got to be able to learn that stuff because, man, there's going to be a day when your phone goes dead or your phone breaks or whatever, and you got to be able to be a woodsman and get in and get out without that. But for now, we love it. We use it. So be sure to check it out. Onyxmaps.com is the website. If you don't have it in your phone, man, get it loaded up. It's good stuff. And this is the time of year that we start doing some of those things, man. It's 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 off season. Turkey season has finally come to an end. And, and I'm really glad that it's over, I'll be honest. I know we hunt hard all spring season long. And we go day after day after day. But uh, I wrote an article earlier today just talking about the cost and the expense and how uh, with everything is in this political climate that we're in right now and, and just the country and chaos and all the inflated bull crap that's going on, it's tough on the hunter, us hunters, for what? For gas, right? Just the fuel expense to go somewhere is is outrageous right now it's probably as high as it's ever been high as i've ever seen it i remember several years ago when it got down to how much was it Easton? 98 cents 98 cents here in town man there were people coming in with truckloads of gas cans filling up gas cans they were loading up trying to fill every jug they they had stuff that wasn't even legal gas cans just all like they were filling up milk jugs and just bull crap in the back of their truck i'm I mean, you remember the one picture i don't know if i showed it to y'all dude had a tarp duct tape down to the back of his pickup truck and he was just filling up gas in the back of his pickup truck just in the tarp going just to fill up a big swimming pool basically of gas he was trying to hoard and stock up because it was so cheap 98 cents under a dollar i hadn't seen that since i was a kid y'all's age there it was but now here we are and it's like what what is it right now four bucks more than four four fifteen four twenty we saw it i think i paid 429 uh, a few weeks ago when i was traveling up to missouri um 
it's just a sad time, and it's tough to be able to go and to do. You know, like I said, we're in this time right now. Turkey season's over. We're wanting to be scouting. We're wanting to be going camping, uh, doing some kayaking, hunting, fishing, floating, all the stuff coming up that we do in the off season in the summertime. Uh, but this gas price is, is is tough. It makes it it makes it hard to keep going. Um, but we're gonna make it. We're gonna get through it. Uh, hopefully, something will change. I figure since it's uh, these uh, this midterm um, election coming up in November, I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to figure out some way to get the gas prices down. The president best be figuring out how to get the prices down for the sake of the Democrat Party and all the people that go with it and all the issues. Not saying that it's his fault, but it sure is pretty much his fault that everything is jacked up right now. And so, anyway, maybe gas prices will get better. We can do a little more traveling, but right now, man, it's nice just to sit closer to home, hang out and play closer to home on some of the ground we've got here by the house and just chill. It's getting hot outside, isn't it? Yes, sir. It's you guys, real hot. It's gotten bad. Easton's been out working with his goats. Um, it's just hot. Aiden and Easton both working out in goats, walking their goats. Is that what you call it, walking them? Yes, sir. You walk a goat. Why do you walk a goat? You got what coming up that's – We got the fair in August, so – and we might have a couple – Fair, uh, shows in between then, but we walk them so that they can learn how to walk in the show ring and you can pose them and they'll know how to do it when it comes to the shows. I got you. So you walk them and they're, they're learning how to lead or uh, be like a dogwood at heel. You, you walk them right there at your leg, at your side. You say, you pose them, which I mean, I guess you, that's what you do. You make them stand up in a certain way and you're posing them. They got to get their legs back. You kind of kick their legs back. You want to, accentuate their booty their booty cheek you want a meaty a big meaty butt i guess that's what the judge is looking for right he's kind looking for kind of that goat that's got a big fat booty is that right rambo is that what the, you don't know do you uh-uh. <laughs> you you're gonna get into it too i'm sure you you following around and doing it but yeah easton is all about it he knows how to make these go it's a show goat that's the name of the game they're showing these goats and so that's what he's out there doing and aiden's doing it too aiden saw last year that easton made all this money selling his goat at, at the fair. So, of course, Aiden jumps in, too, this year, thinking, I'm going to get me a goat. And he's got him one. they got two good-looking goats out there, and so they're out walking them every day. Should be walking them every day if they're not. Uh, and that's what they're doing. As I said, Easton's a, a chicken man. He's got chickens. We're going to spend a few minutes talking about some of these chicken mishaps because I had several people ask me about this story the other day. We were at a, a little picnic party shindig the other day with some friends. And they asked about the chicken incidents that they've seen. And uh, I know it's a little sensitive today. We've, we've had, a, uh, we've had a, a little mishap in the yard with some chickens. I think we lost one, right, Easton? One, I think, yeah. One, definitely one, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And we won't get into all that. It's a little sensitive. Moment of silence for the, the fallen today on the, on the chickens. Uh, but they're not the only chickens that have died in the Swisher yard, right? We're, we're pretty tough on chickens around here. Remy, you're to blame for much of it. Would you admit that? Yes, sir. Who else is, is tough on the chickens around here? Probably eight foxes. Foxes. You're dang right. The foxes have been pretty relentless. A lot of people ask, uh, you know, because we live here in the woods, you know, and, and it just goes with the territory. You know, you've got foxes, predators, coons, skunks, bobcats, domestic cats. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, it's all these wild critters that are predators and get the chickens, but man, and, and birds, but I guarantee you that the, 
the, the domestic house cat. I'm not a cat lover. Some people are. The rest of our the girls here at the house, they like cats. They're not cat lovers necessarily, but they like cats. I'm not a cat dude. They want Mama wants a cat where? Inside the house, right? She's always asking, can we just bring a cat in the house? First of all, she's got allergies, and that's not going to happen because she gets to snotting and sneezing and can't handle it. She wants one in there, but we know good and well that she can't handle it. She'll be snotty and sneezing. And I don't want a cat in the house anyway. I, I can't stand that little rubbing up on your leg. Makes me want to punt that thing, man. But not having it, I hate cats. Um, but we do have a cat. And as long as that cat's hanging out, as long as that cat, what's the cat got to do to stick around the house here? Eat mice. It's got to eat mice. If it's mousing, if it's cutting down on the mice and rodents, he gets a free ride. He can stay right here and hang out. Uh, but if he doesn't, uh, it's on down the road you go. And so we've got that. But the cats are, are, are stone-cold killers, too. If people don't realize that, they need to. Cats are tough on the birds. Domestic cats, they, they're, they're killers as well. Uh, we're cool when they're killing mice, but don't want them killing our birds and small game and different things like that. But we've got one cat out here. We've got these chickens. Uh, but we do. We, we Remy, you mentioned foxes. We've, we've killed – how many foxes did we shoot and trap this past year? Like six. Six or seven. I think it was six or maybe seven. What kind of foxes were they? One was a gray fox, and I think the rest of them were red foxes. Yeah, got more reds this year, which is weird because in the past we've gotten more grays. And I know some folks say, oh, if you got reds, you won't have grays and vice versa, but we've had them both. We've got reds, we've got grays. And I get people all the time will say, man, those things are so pretty. How could you how could you mess with a fox? How could you shoot a fox? They're so beautiful. And they are. They're pretty as can be. They're beautiful. The big reds are just gorgeous. But they're relentless. They're killers. Foxes are bad mamma jammas. They're just stone cold killers as well. And they have been relentless on our turkeys. We've tried to raise domestic turkeys in the past. We had 20 turkeys we bought out here a couple of years ago. How many we got now? None. Zero. Foxes got them all. We've had foxes attack our turkeys and chickens while we're in the yard. I don't know if I've told this story before, but there's been a number of times, uh, two in particular I'm thinking of, where we were in the yard. Kids were playing in the yard. I was out shooting my bow, and here comes a fox. Runs up in the yard chasing a chicken. And I'll never forget that time that I was out on the front porch shooting my longbow. Mama pulls up in the front yard, up in the driveway, and she gets out of the car. She said, there's a fox chasing a chicken in the backyard. And so I go running around there, grab my arrows out of the target, run back there with my longbow, full Apache mode. I'm running, thinking this is this is like last of the Mohicans, you know, doing the run through the, through the trees. I get out there and look, and I see, sure enough, here comes this fox chasing right up through the yard. He's just marching up that he runs past the dog cage. He runs past the garden, past the shed. And here he comes running up. He's chasing and driving, honing in on this chicken. And I'm standing over the trees. He doesn't see me coming. And uh, I'm right there. Here he comes. He's marching up. I think, my gosh, this thing's just going to run right up in my lap. He's closing in 30, 20, 15. I start to try to I'm, – I'm nervous now. I'm trying to fumble to put an arrow on the string of this longbow. Not that I could hit it with a longbow on the run. But I thought, my gosh, i got to shoot this thing. And then mama yells from the front yard, shoot the chicken – not the chicken, shoot the fox – and that fox runs up there, grabs the chicken right in front of me, eight yards from me. I walked it off, eight big steps. Grabs the chicken right in front of me, turns to leave, and I holler at it because I can't get my arrow on the string. And I said, hey! And all he had to do was to turn and run off with the chicken. But what did he do? He dropped it and took off running. 
and, and that was it. I slung an air at him as he's running off, but uh, of course it didn't hit him. I missed him by five feet probably. But um, he attacked a chicken, grabbed a chicken with me standing there under 10 yards from me. Crazy. Another time we had the turkeys, and uh, we were out there in the backyard playing, throwing frisbee, playing baseball. I don't remember what we were doing. We are out there playing in the yard. And we look out there, and you remember we saw, it's been several years now back when we had the turkeys, and here comes a turkey flying across the yard, just kind of sailing about 10 feet off the ground, just kind of just flying up there towards us. I'm like, well, this turkey coming running, flying right at us. What in the world? And then look back behind him, and here come old Red, just running, just chasing that turkey. Turkey's flying, just hovering off the ground, trying to fly. Young turkey, and here comes that old Red. And that turkey flew up towards us, and then he turned and made the mistake. He pitched out there towards the woods, and I seen that turkey just sail down out there in the woods, and what was right behind him? Old Red. Big Red chasing him out there in the woods, and that was the last of that. We found a bunch of feathers out there. That was the day we lost a bunch of turkeys. He came in, and he was just wearing them out. We found dead turkeys everywhere back in the woods. They went through 20 turkeys. Uh, they're pretty rough. For whatever reason, though, what's crazy is, have you noticed how they hit the turkeys a lot? They were pretty relentless on the turkeys, Easton, but they've not been as much on the chickens. Have you noticed that? Yes, sir. Why do you think that is? I think it's because the turkeys are wild and the chickens aren't, so they're used to eating turkey and not chickens. You That's mean just that, what I think. Yeah, that makes sense. You mean that you think because they are familiar with wild turkeys. Like our turkeys were domestic turkeys we had. They were 20 domestic turkeys. But you think, you're saying because they're accustomed to wild turkeys out there, they're familiar with them. And that's why they're more eager to come and eat them. Yes, sir. Because they you. know the taste. Yeah, they know what they like, some turkey. If they ever get that chicken in their blood, too, though, they'll be coming back for that. And I, they have attacked, obviously. I just told the story about them attacking the chickens. But they've not been – I've never seen them – I haven't seen them lately come up and attack the chickens. Like, that's all been several years now. Uh, we've still shot them. We've still trapped them around the yard. Uh, like Remy said, this last year, six or seven that we – I think it was all trapping. Last uh, year before last, we called up a few, uh, shot them. Uh, but this last year, I think it was pretty much all trapping, six or seven of them. So that's put us at like a total of 12 to 13 since we've been here on this property over the years and a uh, handful of years, 12 or 13 foxes. And that's pretty strong. Like I said, I've got guys just up the road that say they've never seen a fox on their property. And I said, man, that's because they're all right here. We are a hub right here where we live, a fox hub. And – um it's just a lot of stuff living right here in Swisher Bottoms. So, anyway, the foxes are tough on the chickens. But like I said, what else is tough on the chickens around here? Don't act like you don't know, Remy. It's you, bro. <laughs> it's you. Is it not, Easton? Yes, sir, it is. Remy's tough on them. And uh, we're going to share a couple stories. But you're also tough on them, too, Easton. I'm not going to lie. I remember several years ago before you got to turning into a chicken farmer like you are now, you, you didn't have a problem whooping up on a Oh, rooster, did you, several years ago? You remember the rooster incident I'm talking about? Yes, sir. You remember that? We had this rooster, and where did he come from? Was he one we got from Mississippi? Uh-huh, he was. He was. We got two of them, right? Yes, sir. I remember that now, from yeah. Bowhunter Camp. We got <laughs> Bowhunter Camp we roosters. We got it from Six Mile. Six Mile. Oh, Jonathan and his family down there. I think it was his mom. His mom, it? yeah. His mom shows up to camp. We're talking about the fact we got some chickens. We wanted some chickens, and... We'd have gotten a few chickens or something, but we didn't have a rooster. Somebody, I think, made the mistake of saying, well, we don't have a rooster. And she keyed in on that, and she said, oh, I've got a rooster you can have. It was two. And sure enough, 
dadgum if she didn't show up with two roosters that next day. We didn't ask for them. We weren't really expecting them or anything like that. She said, I got some roosters. We thought she was just carrying on, joking. That lady showed up the next day with two chickens in this cage and said, y'all can have them. These are for y'all. She was so adamant that we have these roosters. We take them back. This is like six hours away. We got the big trailer out there. We got to figure out how to get these chickens. And she's like, no, you can have the cage and everything. It's all yours. They're your roosters. And they were pretty roosters. You remember what kind they were? I know, but they were like white and gray, and they were pretty. I thought they were the same kind you got out there now. That, oh, I think uh, they were white and gray. White and gray, whatever. I don't know, but they were pretty roosters. But we're hauling these things back. We've got the, the, the bow hunter camp trailer, our big 14-foot trailer, and then we got the Suburban, and we're like, where in the crap are we going to put these chickens to haul them back to Tennessee? And so I guess we just stuck them in the back of the trailer, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. Stuck them in the back of the trailer. I mean, that's in the middle of June. It was probably 150 degrees in the back of that trailer. Uh, but I think we opened the vent, I guess, and just thought, well, if they make it, if they survive the ride, they'll be all right. We opened the vent. Maybe they vented out all right in there. It was nice and shady in there, obviously. If they survive the ride, we'll have roosters back on the farm. If they don't survive the ride, when we get back, we'll have fried chicken tonight. Either way, it's a win-win. Winner-winner, chicken dinner. We get back to the house in Tennessee, and how many of them made it? Both of them. Both of them made it. They survived. Uh, Both of them made it back to Tennessee, and so we have these chickens here. Now we've got roosters on the place to go with all our hens. And at some point, did we give one of them away? I don't know. One of them might have died. One of them somehow died. I don't remember the situation. Maybe he got hauled off. Maybe he got hunted down and eaten by the foxes i don't know but i do remember the other rooster was the boss the other rooster had some nasty dang long spurs and he was just a mean sucker y'all remember how mean he was oh yeah he was always getting after you flogging you remember getting whipped remy that's been several years now you were probably six or seven at the time did he ever get after you i don't think so but i do remember when you're doing something with it i came walking up there and i was like what are you guys doing yeah yeah, he uh, he was a pretty bad dude. Did he ever get after you? I'm sure he got after y'all. It seemed like he flogged about everybody except for me. The person who uh, who would feed the chicken, who would probably go after him and yeah. would be like, just give me the food. Yeah, yeah, that was it. He was aggressive. If you were the one feeding him, he would come, and it was almost like he was going to knock you out of the way, try to get to the food. He'd come up behind you. You never want to let him get behind you. Because he'd jump up on your back or hit you on the legs and try to spur you. And Sucker had a big old spur, man. He had like two and a half inch spurs, maybe. I don't know. I'm making that up. But he had a lot of bigger spurs than any turkey you've ever seen. And uh, and he was just a mean, mean sucker. Like you said, Remy, you turned your back on him, he was probably going to get you. I remember having to punt him a time or two just because he would pretty get, up, get pretty nasty on me. So, anyway, but we put up with him. We tolerate him. We'd not try to knock him out, try to let him know who the boss was. He'd flog Aiden, he'd flog Easton, he'd get after you. Uh, he'd get after about anybody. And he'd chase you down through the yard, and you you walk out there with some food. He'd come chase you, and like I said, he'd jump up on your back. But what was the final straw for that rooster? Does anybody remember what the final deal was? I do. Who did he attack was the final blow, and that cost him, and had it, he had to go. Avery, because we were out of town or something, and she was feeding them, and then she went to go to collect the eggs, and they attacked her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I was so talk it, about that. Yeah, so we did we even tell her? I don't know if we warned her or not. We left town. She had to stay home and work or do soccer or something. I don't know that we ever warned her about this rooster being as bad as he was. Probably if we'd have told her, she wouldn't have done it, right? She probably wouldn't have. She wouldn't have done it. So we didn't tell her. We just told her, hey, you need to go out and collect the eggs from the hens. 
You need to go out to the coop and get the eggs, and then you need to go out and feed them. Make sure they got some water, and make sure there's some food out there, and then get whatever eggs are laid every day. And we go out of town and leave Avery behind to do the work, and I'll be dang, we didn't get back, and Avery got what? She got attacked. The rooster got after her, which you knew that was going to happen. The old girl that's never been out there to help out, never goes out there much, and she goes out there one time, that rooster probably thought, oh, here's the rookie, and the rooster attacked. And that was kind of the final deal. Avery was upset. She was tore up. This stinking rooster jumps all over, flogging her legs and just getting after her and stuff. And that was just enough for you guys. Because I wouldn't let y'all mess with it, right? I wouldn't let y'all do anything destructive. I thought, don't mess with a hen, man. I mean, the go- oh, gobbler. Don't mess with a rooster. We need him around. If we're going to have some eggs to fertilize and all the stuff. And Mama, more than me. Like, I, I didn't really care necessarily as much. But who was it? It was Mama. She's like, don't y'all mess with that rooster. We need to roost. Don't, don't hurt him. She's always gentle with all the animals. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him, she says. But when he flogged y'all's sister, that's all y'all needed, right? Mm-hmm. How did y'all handle that? How did we dispatch and harvest that particular rooster on that day? Do y'all remember how it went I, down? I, I know exactly how it went. I'm going to see if y'all remember, though, how we handled the situation with that mean rooster with the long spurs. When uh, I said what was going on, I meant like, when you guys were out there shooting your long bows or whatever you had, you're shooting it with your bows. And I was like, what? Yeah, now you say you guys. It wasn't you guys. It was Aiden and Easton, I think, mm-hmm. who, is it, who it was. Because I was almost a little uh, a little shocked. I thought, my gosh, here, I, I, I thought, you know, go out there and, and to handle the chicken, handle the rooster. I'm thinking machete. I'm thinking hatchet. Go old school. And these guys were out there with longbows, and, and that dead gum rooster had arrows sticking up like a porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all emptied the doggone quiver in this rooster, and he was a scrapper. He was a fighter, uh, and it may not have been the quickest and most humane clean kill like a hatchet would have been to the throat, but you guys got the job done and uh, took care of rooster, and that's just protecting your sister. Some people say, why would you do such a thing? Well, you know what? Sucker attacked their sister. That's why, and they're protecting their sister. I've taught y'all one thing. If I've taught you just one thing, it's to protect your sister. Don't let nobody mess with your sister. Don't let anybody hurt your sister. And that sure enough applies to a rooster trying to flog your sister. So y'all handled him and uh, took care of that mean old rooster, long-spurred rooster down, and he did it with long bows and bows, and I don't know what all you had out there, but it was a tag team effort. The boys took care of their sister. So I was proud of y'all on that day. Looking out for sis. Don't let nobody mess with sis. And so that was the big old nasty rooster from several years back. But I remember even before that, it seems like just trying to teach y'all. I thought, you know, we live on a little farm here. Everybody needs to know old school butchering chickens, right? I mean, y'all have heard the stories about that, right? You you want a chicken dinner, you see Little House on the Prairie, go fetch me a, go fetch me a bird for supper. You know what I'm saying? They'll go say, run down there and fetch a bird. Or what was it we were watching the other day? He said, you want me to go kill a hen for dinner? That lonesome dove so. was that lonesome dove. I think the little girl on there said, "Mom, you want me to go fetch a hen for supper?" And um, I thought, I love that. Kids just back in those days, they knew how to go kill a hen, go grab a hen out of the yard, chop its head, and have it ready to go for dinner. That's good stuff. And I thought, here my kids are. Easton's thirteen. Remy's nine. That little girl in that movie, she probably wasn't. How old do you think she was? Ten. Ten, yeah. maybe eleven. And here she is fetching chickens in the yard. Getting ready for fried chicken dinner. I said, my boys need to learn that stuff too. And so I remember a while back thinking the same thing. And I remember telling y'all, I'm going to let my boys see 
Y'all need to see it and just going to make a man out of y'all. We're going to go out here and butcher a chicken. We're going to do the old school, put that sucker's head on a block, chop him down with a hatchet or a machete, and, and just see the deal. See it unfold. Life and death played out right here in the yard with the chicken and see if the story is true. Because what is one thing you always heard about a, a chicken? When you cut his head off, what does he do? Sometimes they'll go walk off without a head. The, yeah, just a body go running around in circles. I remember uh, chopping off the heads. I was, like, trying to hit it with my machete, and I was like, it won't go off. But I hit on the last one. I tried to hit as hard as I can, and it, like, barely popped off. Well, see, that's just it. You remember the situation. You were hitting it, but you weren't hitting it hard enough, right? And I think that was my first lesson I taught y'all out there. Even back in Montana, I think Aiden was in on that one in Montana. I did it in Montana, I did it here, did the same stinking thing. I got him out there, and I didn't hit it hard enough, and my machete or my hatchet was dull, and I put that chicken up there across the stump on the log, and I went to chop him. I'm like, all right, boys, here's how you butcher chicken. I stuck him up there, and I hit him, and it just bounced off his neck. He just went, Wah! and he started balking at me and whatever, and cock-a-doodle-doo, and, and I thought, crap, and about half chopped it, and then, we had to do it again. And Remy, you doing the same thing. You had that machete. You just went wham, wham. And you it's just kind of bounced. We had that old machete. That thing wasn't a blade to it, nothing. It was an old dull Walmart machete. And you're out there whacking that chicken. And it took you a few licks, but you finally got through and, and got the head detached. Did your chicken run around with the head off, or did he just pretty much be done? I think uh, he was done. Pretty head much done. came off, and then blood was, like, going, spilling everywhere. Squirting the blood. It and was, I think he was dead. I think he was pretty much dead. He just, you you put him out of his misery with that machete. And so, that was our chicken incident. It's not been as quick and as clean as you see on TV. I'm going to be honest. We had to whack multiple whackings to get the neck job done. Uh, again, I think it's largely in part due to the fact that we had a dull machete, a super dull machete, and even our little hatchet wasn't much to it. It's about hitting him like... You know, about hitting him like a, with a hammer or something. <laughs> it was wasn't cutting his head. But I thought that was ideal for y'all to learn back in those days uh, to how to handle them, get them taken care of, butcher chicken. That's just life skills, life lessons. I know some people listen to that and think, oh, my gosh, that's so barbaric. You're chopping up chickens and uh, all that stuff. Man, this is just food. This is just food for us. We eat the eggs, and if they stop laying eggs, we, we eat the chickens. And so – um, these boys need to see this. These girls need to see this. They need to learn how to handle stuff. Uh, when crap hits the fan one of these days, and uh, we're seeing it even now, you know, I mean, food's not on the shelves. Baby formula, man, what is the world that's all about? I don't know. People can't even get baby formula for the kids. Hey, you better be able to take care of things, be able to butcher your chickens, shoot your deer, kill your turkeys, and be able to put meat in the freezer. And so that's what I want you guys to learn. Uh, maybe we haven't done it the most efficiently. Uh, as far as that goes, but we know how to handle chickens. Remember the lady that got after us on Facebook? I'm going to mention this, and we're, we're going to wrap our stories up. I've got two more we need to mention. The, the highlight of the thing is, again, revolves around Remy's chicken incident, but you remember the lady? I think it was, I know it was about this time uh, when I was a little closer. It had to have been in June because it was right before the 4th of July because we had a bottle rocket guns out there in the yard or bottle rocket cannons. And we're out there in the yard, and, and we have these chickens. You can run chickens off and, and scare them, shoot a BB gun at them, scare them, whatever you have to do. If they do what? If they climb up on what? That's when we get after them. The porch. If they get on the back porch, right? Because nobody wants chicken crap on the back porch. Mom doesn't want that up there. They come up on the back porch to try to eat the dog food. 
Uh, and they're crapping all over the porch, and so that's when we go crazy on them. Send the dog loose on them, scream at them, holler at them, pop them with a BB gun, whatever, get them off the porch. Well, it was in the days prior to 4th of July because, again, we had bottle rockets, and we're out in the yard with a bottle rocket war going on, me and Remy versus Aiden and Easton. And sure enough, right in the middle of our crossfire, shooting back and forth at each other, here comes a chicken. And the sucker walks right up on the porch, goes up on the porch, and, of course, Easton sees the opportunity. He gets his little bazooka, his bottle rocket bazooka, loads one down the chute, lights it up, loads it down the chute. And I'm videoing him with my little iPhone, I guess. I'm videoing him taking a picture of something. He throws that up on a bazooka up on his shoulder. There's a chicken standing up on the steps, just perfect. And he goes up there and boom, and shoots that sucker, pops that chicken right in the side, just drumsticking, perfect shot. Just like, I mean, if you'd have been turkey hunting, that'd been money right there in the, in the butt of the wing. And hits that chicken. Of course, mom's up there too, and she she's freaking out, thinking you just killed this chicken with a bottle rocket. Of course, it just bounced off. It didn't even hurt the thing. Scared it maybe, whatever. That's it. So I don't know if it was a video or if it was a photo, and and I post a picture. I can't remember. Maybe I don't even think I posted a picture because that would have been a little bit pushing it probably for Facebook. But it seemed like I said bottle rockets. Uh, I tagged my dad in it, Papa Swish. And I said something like, 4th of July, bottle rockets and chickens on the back porch or something. Handling chickens with bottle rockets or shooting, I don't know, whatever. Boys, chickens, and bottle rockets. Maybe that's what it was. And one of my dad's and mom's old friend, my mom and dad's old friend, a lady that I knew growing up, I grew up with her kids, she gets on there and comments on my comment, like people do, they get a little feisty, think they need to get in somebody else's business, and she gets on there and says something to the effect of, this is what's the problem with parents today and kids. They're raising kids to be uh, cruel and bru- harmful and brutal to animals, and, and this is what's wrong with our kids today. They're growing up learning to be cruel to animals, and this is why we're having a problem in society. And I remember reading that, and oh my gosh, it ticked me off. One, because I have done gone to great measures to teach you guys to be respectful to critters. Obviously we make, we want to make quick, clean, you know, kills on animals. We shot a chicken with a bottle rocket. It's a far cry from being cruel to animals. Um, but two, I think about, like I said, I grew up with this lady and, and her kids. And I think about how with all Christian do respect this family, her kids were some, some weirdos, man. They were just weird. And, and they obviously missed out on some parenting and, uh, and I just I just remember making the comment, you know, because she said something about, you know, this is why kids have to end up going to counseling and all the stuff. And I thought, my gosh, I just said something to the effect of, hey, look, um, you know, I'm not reaching out to you for, for, of all people, for parental counseling and how to raise kids, you know. And um, it probably wasn't the most respectful thing I could have said to her at the time. Uh, but the fact that she, she went all the way out there and reached out and overstepped her bounds jumping into our situation you know what here's the deal if you can't handle it just keep scrolling don't make comments um just kind of a a a lady that's a little bit on the weird side again don't mean anything disrespectful but um she was trying to call us out as far as being brutal and abusive to animals Uh, animal abuse i think was kind of where she was heading Look, here's the deal, people. We, we we kill and eat these things. It ain't about animal abuse. It's about animal death. We shoot them. We eat them. Like I said, we raise them for eggs. When they're done raising, dropping eggs, we, we, we chop their head off, and we wring their neck, and we eat them. We put them in a skillet with some oil, 
and we eat them. That ain't animal abuse. That's a, that's a cycle of life, circle of life, whatever you want to call it. God made them. He gave us dominion over them. And, and that's, that's, that's biblical, right? Take care of these animals, and, and you manage them. And we see that some people in the government and politics, they don't manage them really well. They make some stupid, crazy rules. But we were given that to, to be the one to have dominion over these animals. Dominion means to take care of them, handle them. You be over them and manage them. Uh, don't let them get out of line. Don't let them get out of uh, their populations out of whack. And that's that's what we do. We manage them. And hunters are the best people at that. Hunters sometimes get a bad rap for being, oh, you're always trying to kill animals. No, it's called management. We manage these animals. I don't want to shoot so many turkeys that we don't have turkeys running around. That's why we stop. That's why we didn't. none of us went out and killed a, a limit of turkeys this year. We could have killed more. We could have gone to some of those farms and, and hunted more, but we didn't do it. We manage them and manage them in such a way that they're there for years and years. I want you guys to have turkey to hunt from years from now and, and deer to hunt for years to come. Uh, that's why we manage them, and it's no different than our, our chickens in the backyard. You know, we, we manage them as well. And uh, especially those roosters that are mean to your sister, we manage them. We manage to take them out of the world. Right, Remy? So we do that. But we do have times where, Remy, we have situations that come when we do things that we might not have done, uh, should have done. And um, I think you know what I'm talking about. This is when we did get in trouble with Mom, right? You got in trouble with Mom. I kind of kept things at bay. Do you know what I'm talking about, the last chicken situation we had, Remy? You remember that? Does it come yeah, to mind? I remember that one. You remember that? What was involved as far as weaponry for that particular situation? Uh, I think it, yeah, it was a BB gun. The Red Rider BB gun. So here's the deal. Here's the backstory on this last one, and we're gonna let you go. We were sitting there. I guess it's Sunday lunch after church. That seems what we seems to be where the best stuff goes down. We're sitting there at the dining table, at the dinner table there in the kitchen area, off of the kitchen area, and. I look out, and it's the same thing about this time of year because blueberries and blackberries were in the garden. So it was June, July, whatever. And I look out there in the garden, and I, I see a chicken has managed to get into the garden. But not only is he in the garden, he's jumping up and down. And what was he doing, Remy? Uh, he was jumping up and down. I think he was actually flopping through. Getting that, No, he was getting up and down trying to grab what? Uh, oh, uh, the uh, blueberries and blackberries. Yeah, I look out there, and I see this chicken jumping. He'd jump up and grab something. He'd jumping up and grabbing. And he was out there at the blueberry bushes or the blackberries, either one. We've got them all right there in the garden. And he's jumping up there grabbing them berry bushes. And, dude, I, you know I like those blueberry and blackberry bushes. I planted those for me and Mama when we first moved to the property here and got this place established. Planted blueberries. We had blueberries planted back there before we even built the house. I was excited to have berries on this place. We had them on our previous property, and I wanted them here as well. Me and Mama love some blueberries, love some blackberries, homemade ice cream with them berries on it. My gosh, makes you slap your granny. So when I saw that chicken out there jumping up eating our berries, what did I say? Uh, go uh, get the chicken out of the garden. Get the chicken out of the garden. That's all I said. We're sitting there eating lunch, and I said, get that stinking chicken out of the garden. That's all I said. I didn't say how to do it, who to do it, Anything along that line. I just said, get that stinking chicken out of the garden. And I didn't think anything of it. I didn't see any kids leave. I just went on about it. I got my plate. I was finishing up. Took my plate to the sink. Started washing some dishes. I'm standing there at the sink. Just washing dishes. Minding my own business. A few minutes later, Mama walks up next to me. She looks out the window. We're both standing there at the sink. We look out the window. She said, oh, my gosh, honey, your son 
has killed a chicken. And I look out there and I see, you know, 50 yards out there behind the house. I look out there in the garden and I see Remy standing there and I see this chicken just flopping, just going crazy, flopping all around, just doing this thrashing, flopping, going crazy, flopping, trying to run, trying to jump, just flopping all around. And I look there and I see Remy just standing there. Remy, you were just standing there still, head down. And I look to your hand and I see in your right hand, I see a Red Rider BB gun. And you had this this look about you. I couldn't really see. I could just see, like I said, I could see you just kind of slouched down thinking you had this, your composure was was excitement and fear all in one package. I think you were sitting there thinking, well, you tell me what you were thinking. What were you thinking when you shot that chicken? It was like, I wasn't trying to aim for it, but like, how would I kill it? You were trying to aim for it. Don't be lying now, son. I mean, you don't just hit a chicken without trying to aim for it. Where did you aim? Where did you point it? Like, right here. Right there on his neck. Hey, people can't see when you say right here. Right there on his neck. So, you had it aimed right there on his neck. And, again, we've we've popped these chickens before. They get up on the porch. We'll use a BB gun to pop them and run them off or just to scare them off away from the house. But Remy went out there, and gum. he put that BB gun right on the sucker's neck. And I don't think he was trying to kill it. I think he was just stone cold working it over. I don't know. Trying to get it out of the garden, I guess, was the bottom line. He shoots that chicken, and it goes to flopping. And Mom's like, your son has killed a chicken. And I went from thinking, oh, my gosh. She was out there like, you need to do something. She's like, you need to, to whip him. Did you get a whipping that day? I don't even think so. No, I you think don't think so. I kind of proud of me. Uh, you dang right I was proud of you. Neck shot on the chicken. Again, I didn't tell you to use a BB gun. I didn't say do anything. I just looked out there, and you were out there, and you did what you were told to do. You went and got the chicken out of the garden. I looked out there, and when the sucker finally quit flopping, you grabbed me by the back legs. Back legs. I guess they only got back legs. <laughs> Are those back legs or front legs? Are those back legs or front legs on a chicken? They only have, like, two legs. They got two legs, so that was the back legs or the front legs, whatever you call it. You grabbed him by the legs. And I looked at you, and you threw him over the fence, and you opened the fence up, came on out, and picked him back up. And you were so proud walking up there to the house. You're like, got me a chicken. And Mom was wanting to whip you. I was wanting to high-five you. And uh, I was proud for you. You made a great shot. And the cool thing about it is, again, somebody's going to be hollering and freaking out, thinking you're shooting chickens with a BB gun. Here's the deal. That was a chicken that was what? It was old, old, what do you call them, Rhode Island Reds? Yes, sir. It was an old Red, and it was one of the Reds that was not producing eggs, wasn't it? Because oh. Easton, you, East, you were mad about it too, weren't you? I was at camp. But when you found out, because you're always mad about, oh, yeah. you know, somebody's mm-hmm. shooting it, because you're, again, he's Chicken E, he's Chicken Man. And when you found out that Remy had popped one of your chickens and killed it, you were mad. But then we'd had a little test, because we had five birds, five or six, seemed like maybe there were six, six birds in the coop, and every day we'd get five eggs. And so we thought, okay, we're fixing to find out because we were wanting to kill whichever bird wasn't doing its work, right? Whichever whichever hen's out there not laying an egg needed to go, right? We're going to eat that sucker. She's aged out. She's gotten old. We're going to eat you. So the next day comes, we shoot this chicken. You shoot the chicken, I should say. I was proud of you. Mama's a little tore up, but she'd be all right. The next day comes, I said, we're going to find out if, if that was a layer or not. So the next day comes, we got down from six to five. And the next day comes, I thought, hopefully, we don't have four eggs this particular day. Next day comes, she's gone. Go out there. Five chickens in the coop. Guess how many eggs we had? Five. Five stinking eggs. And so, all of a sudden, we're fired up thinking, hey, we got it now. 
we got a situation now where we got the hen that needed to go. The hen that needed to be in the pot, we got her taken care of. We killed the right hen. You killed the right hen. And so that was the end of that. So we talk about that all the time. People ask about that all the time. Somebody asked about it the other day at a cookout, and I thought, we need to talk about that story. Handling chickens, managing the birds on the yard. And uh, we love chicken. We love fried chicken. We love eggs in the morning. We love eggs at lunchtime. And so God bless the chicken. We're thankful for it. And uh, we will do our part, though, to take care of the ones that need to go, manage the ones that need to be with us, take care of them, feed them. Chicken, chicken, Easton is a chicken man, and we thank you for what you do, Easton. You're doing a great job. Proud of you boys. Remy, proud of you making a heck of a shot. Red Rider, BB gun. Man, that that's good stuff. Easton, you're not real proud of them, are you? Mm, not really. Not really. Yeah. Well, you did good, and uh, we'll continue to take care. We got a rooster out there now that Easton says we need to keep around. Um, he's kind of a bad dude too. We need to get his spurs off him. He's got spurs that we are do. two plus, and they're they're nasty daggers on that sucker. Easton's gonna learn how to pop them spurs off if he hasn't already. I think you can do it with a Leatherman. He's twist very, them off. He's very mean to the little ones. He, like, picks on them probably every day. Well, I don't think he's picking on them as much as he's trying to get him a little kissy-kissy, smoochy-smoochy. You know what I'm saying? I think he's trying to love on them a little bit. It's not I mean, picking on them. I mean, like, the littler ones than him. Yeah. The ones that are not his age, but yeah, are Yeah, I think he loves him. them all. I think he loves them all. But anyway, boys, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to get out of here get back to business here at the Swisher House. I appreciate you all coming in and hanging out. Being a part of the stuff this afternoon, and um, it's just a fun little podcast we want to knock out, talking about the critters here at the house, some of the mishaps we've had, the good, the bad, the ugly, on chickens here at the Swisher House. Hey, y'all, if you haven't done so already, be sure to check out the huntingroots.com website. There's uh, all kind of stuff there as far as merch and way of shirts. What do we got there? Y'all remember? Hats. Shirts, shirts and hats. Um, there's shirts for everybody, different kinds. We got some hoodies coming up that we need to get posted on there as well, but you can see all we've got going on there. We've got our bow hunter camps, deer camps coming up in, uh, starting in July. We've got our warrior camp. We'll be over at Fort Campbell. Uh, we've got in September, we're going to be doing our bow hunter camp down in Mississippi, and then uh, deer camp for October, a weekend getting everybody here in Tennessee kicked off and fired up, ready to go for the youth hunt. that will be coming up the following weekend after that. So lots of opportunities. So be sure to check out the website. Again, huntingroots.com. You can see the website there. Pick up some merch. That'll help us. Uh, continue to grow this deal and then all proceeds from uh shirts hoodies caps all that proceeds from the merch there goes back into uh this ministry this hunting route we call it a ministry but program whatever you want to call it hunting roots uh so we can keep doing what we do reaching kids and families through the outdoors through hunting using hunting in the outdoors as a platform to reach people for the lord uh, just helping people connect the creation with the creator and uh that's what we that's why we do what we do with these programs and uh just connect with people from that standpoint and so be sure to check it out there you can also visit us and follow us on social media instagram facebook you can find us there hunting roots on tiktok as well and uh, follow us there love to hear from you and if you will finally as we continue to try to get this thing rolling grow this podcast be sure to uh leave us a comment give us a rating write us a review uh, we're going to be reading out some of these comments in the weeks to come. We've got some pretty funny comments. We've got feedback coming back from our social media as well as comments here on the podcast, and we'll be reading some of those in the weeks to come. And so be sure to do that. Write us a review and uh, give us a rating there. We really, really appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you guys back here next week. 
Shoot straight. God bless. 